Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thank you so much for being here. I know we don't talk a lot about weight loss on the show, even though that's a big part of my past. There are, gosh, hundreds of episodes of this podcast that do go into hormones and fat loss strategy and all of that kind of stuff. Today, I want to take a little bit of a different approach because this is a time of year when people are thinking about losing weight, whether we're talking about five vanity pounds or we're talking about serious transformations. And I want to talk about why diets don't work. Less so from the like hormone biochemical standpoint, we'll touch on that a little bit, but really more importantly, on how and why they don't get to the solution that we really need. And I'm passionate about this because, quite frankly, I wasted a ton of time jumping from one diet to the next. I have done it all. I've done the low-calorie stuff. I've done the low-fat stuff. I've done vegan. I've done keto. I've done every variation of fasting under the moon. I've counted calories. I've counted macros. If you've heard of it before, I've done it. I've done the extreme crash stuff. I've done the more moderate stuff. I've done cheat day variations, all of it. And every single time when I focused on the food, even when I focused on the exercise, what I wasn't focused on was the very thing that I needed, which was to focus on how I felt, which was to be more honest with myself, which was to change my thinking so that my excuses wouldn't continue to win. And maybe that's not your thing. Maybe you're not an excuse maker and you genuinely are just confused over whether butter is good for you or not. I'm talking to the people who have tried all the things but still make the excuses, who want consistency but don't choose to create it. I'm talking to you today. We're not going to be talking about meat or no meat, butter or no butter, but I'm sure I've touched on that before in past episodes. So go get lost in the archives. Not like get lost, see you later, but you know what I mean. Lose yourself. There are a few big reasons that diets don't work and they're so important. And I guess I should add the disclaimer. I'm not saying you shouldn't care what you eat. I think you should care very much what you eat because it's what builds our bodies. It's the fuel that we need. Think about it this way. When you eat you are basically giving your bodies the only raw materials it can get to heal, to repair, to grow, to change, to do everything. Our body needs certain things, vitamins, minerals, phytonutrients, fats, proteins, carbohydrates, all of it, in order to function. So what you eat is basically saying, body, these are the tools that I make available to you. So I think we should care a whole lot 
about what we eat, but I don't think that we should subscribe to the pick a diet, any diet, when you get frustrated, just pick another kind of lifestyle. Diets are going to be quick to tell you what to do, but they don't give you the tools for what gets in the way, right? Sure, we could all decide that we're going to start keto tomorrow. That's not the issue or the problem, though. The problem becomes when, gosh, but when I go out to eat with my friends or when I make that one choice and then I feel like I've blown it and I'll just have to start next week or maybe keto isn't right to, for me and I should do this cheat day mentality and maybe be keto uh, Sunday through Friday and off the rails on Saturday. Diets don't tell you what to do and how to handle those moments when you're facing an excuse. It's been a really crazy day. I don't have time. Diets don't tell you what to do when you're overcome with doubt. I don't know if I can keep this up. I've started a million things like this before and I've quit all the rest of them. So what's going to make this any different? Diets don't tell you what to do when you're experiencing fear of missing out. Diets don't tell you what to do when you're replaying all your past patterns over and over and over again. All the times that you saw a little bit of progress and said, you know, I deserve it. Most of us are not in need of a meal plan. We're in need of the tools for those moments when we want to let ourselves off the hook. And I have yet to see a meal plan that says, eat this at this time, eat this at this time. And when you feel like you just don't care, when you're thinking about the million reasons why today's not the day to follow the plan, do A, B, and C, and D, and E. And those things work. I haven't seen that. The beautiful thing is if you're looking for a diet, the world has never been easier for you because I'm pretty sure that you could find over a million for free in less than a fraction of a second on Dr. Google. But diets don't give you the things you really need, which is the response and the tools and the approach and the strategy for when you are talking yourself out of doing the work. Diets don't work because they don't help you get to know yourself. They don't help you get to know yourself. Sure, they can tell you what to eat, but what about those moments when you're bored and you're like, I know I'm not hungry and I know that this isn't on the plan, but we want to understand you. How are you talking yourself into that? Why are you talking yourself into that? How do you feel when you make that choice? Diets just tell you what to do, but there's so much that contributes to what you choose to the narrative in your mind when you're like, you know what? I deserve it. It's not a big deal. I want to be happy. I don't want to be all restrictive with food. Let's understand that narrative. Let's understand that dialogue. Let's understand what you're really thinking about, what you really want, the reasons you're getting in the way and what you could do differently. Diets don't help you get to know if you're the kind of person who responds better to higher protein or higher veg, lower protein, or higher fat, lower protein, or lower carb or higher carb. We've got to pay attention to that. There is not one person that I would get on the phone with and say, this is the way I think you should eat. Because I'd first want to look at how they're eating now. What's going on for you now? I want to take into account what's an improvement for you. Yesterday, I got a direct message on Instagram from somebody, and and I love that. So please don't hesitate to do that. You can find me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Um, And they said, 
Okay. So you talk about these golden rules of carbs and fat loss. Like if I'm understanding you right, and she was like, you can have vegetables, non-starchy vegetables liberally throughout the day. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, she said, well, how many carbs is too many carbs in the morning? Like is a cup of strawberries too much? Is a cup of broccoli too much? Is a half a bagel too much? And I said, depends entirely on what's an improvement for you. And diets overlook that altogether. I could get 10 of us in a room and all 10 of us would be able to consume food differently and get different results. So like my sister, for example, my sister could absolutely have an English muffin in the morning and lose weight if we, you know, monitored things quickly or closely, not quickly. But if I have an English muffin in the morning, I'm going to have a more significant rise in blood sugar than she is, and I'm going to have a more significant insulin response than she is, and so my body isn't going to be able to enter fat-burning mode for longer based on my baseline, right? And that would be true for all of us. If you and I sat down together and you've routinely been eating uh, pancakes for breakfast or two bowls of cereal for breakfast, and we decide that, you know, a couple pieces of fruit in the morning is something that you really enjoy and want to try, you could have great success because it's an improvement for you compared to the pancakes that you were having. For me, if I started doing two servings of fruit in the morning, that wouldn't be an improvement for me for the goal of fat loss. And diets don't, don't consider these things. What is an improvement for you? Could we all go extreme and be like, you know what? Everybody should have bacon and eggs for breakfast or eggs and avocado if you're not a friend of uh, eating pork. But the reality is somebody could have a much more liberal experience with breakfast and maybe they have uh, a piece of toast in there too. And because that's a huge improvement, they're going to get results. And I think we need to take that into consideration. We absolutely need to take that into consideration. Do I think that somebody who has been regularly doing Taco Bell for dinner all of a sudden needs to switch to salmon and broccoli? No. Even though that might be what's outlined on a given diet or in a book. But what is an improvement for you? What is an improvement for you? Here's the other big thing about diets. They basically treat every day the same. Now, generally speaking for men, that is okay, and I'll tell you why. Hormonally, men operate on a 24-hour clock, okay? So testosterone and cortisol are going to be highest in the morning, and that's why men respond really well to getting up early, working out, getting into their work day, and then by the afternoon, evening, they're kind of more in the cocktail and relaxation mode. Women are more complex than that. Is anybody surprised? But we don't have a 24-hour hormonal cycle like men do. We have a 28- to 32-day hormonal cycle. Even if you are postmenopausal, you still have production of and fluctuation of estrogen and testosterone, even if you've had a hysterectomy because our adrenal glands will still produce some estrogen and some progesterone even after menopause, even after hysterectomy. So with that said, where men can do the same thing day after day after day after day after day, women probably shouldn't. 
Can you? Yes. Might it work for you? Yes. However, we do not operate on a 24-hour cycle the way that men do. We have different estrogen fluctuations and progesterone fluctuations throughout the month, as well as different cortisol fluctuations day to day, similar to men with the circadian rhythm and the sleep-wake cycle. But the reality is, and most of us have experienced this before, we are hungrier at certain times of the month and less hungry at certain times of the month. We have more cravings at certain times of the month and fewer cravings at other times of the month. We are more likely to be satisfied. Have you ever had a meal that on one day, let's call it Monday, Monday you have Brussels sprouts and chicken thighs and you're like, oh, that hit the spot. I'm good. You feel like you go hours from eating. And four days later you have the very same meal and you feel like it didn't even touch your hunger and 15 minutes later you want a snack. That is because of hormonal fluctuations. So what diets don't take into account is that not every day is the same. Even if we eliminate the the complexity of the 28-day, 30-day cycle related to female hormones, stress is not the same day to day. And guys, if you think for one second that stress doesn't affect your appetite and your metabolism and your body composition, you're wrong. So it might be that on work days, you eat a little bit different than on weekends. And I'm not talking about super disciplined during the week and super flexible on the weekend, but maybe on higher stress days, you're going to eat a higher volume of food. I know this is true for me. So if you guys follow me on Instagram, which is I post pictures of what I eat oftentimes in my Instagram stories, you'll see that I eat a lot of vegetables, like a high volume of vegetables because it keeps me satisfied. But what I've noticed that a diet couldn't teach me is that on the weekends when there tends to be less stress and more rest, I'm not as hungry. So what I typically do is just dial down the volume of my meals and I'm still eating similar things, but I'm eating slightly less on the weekends just because I'm not as hungry. When I'm up earlier, when I'm grinding through the day, I tend to have a greater appetite, especially for my dinner time meal than during the week. And we don't notice those kinds of trends. We're not paying attention to those kinds of trends when we're dieting because we're just trying to follow the rules, right? The other thing that diets don't take into account is the way you want to live, the relationship you want to have with food. How many times have you stopped to ask yourself when looking at a diet, like, would I really enjoy eating this way for the rest of my life? It's kind of more like how much weight could I lose how quickly? But then what happens? We put the weight back on because we go back to the way we want to eat. I know for me that I want to indulge at least a couple times a month, okay? So whether that means yesterday it was Chris and I went out for ice cream, but maybe, um, you know, next week I really feel like I want to order pizza, And I, and listen, if you're thinking twice a month, I want it twice a week. That's great. There was a time when that would have been a huge improvement for me and I would celebrate it big time. And if that's where you are, go for it. Even if it's a moderate improvement, I think that's awesome. Don't compare where you are to where anybody else is. You might look at me and go indulging twice a month, like, gosh, it's way less than that for me. And great. That's fantastic too. But what diets don't take into account is the relationship that you want to have with food. For me, like I said, I want to indulge two to three times a month. I want to have a glass of wine maybe once a week. 
Some people, it's way more than that. That's okay. But what we want to do is we want to eat in a way that reflects the way we want to eat for the rest of our lives. And believe it or not, guys, there is a way to do that and also make progress towards your goals. But I think that when we just jump on the bandwagon of a diet and we're not really thinking about how we want to interact with food on a regular basis, then we're not building the very consistency that we're going to need to maintain those results that we've been working so hard for. You know what I mean? Like if you want to, so if you say you want to indulge three times a week, you want to have dessert or a slice of pizza or whatever that means to you but you lose all your weight being super strict and rigid, well, then what's going to happen when all of a sudden you start adding in all of these indulgences and you haven't built the skill of moderation? You haven't built the practice of discipline to stop at, you know, one glass of wine and instead you're having four. You know, you don't never open a bottle that you don't finish. Diets leave us hanging with those long-term skills that we really want to build. Diets often have us fighting against ourselves instead of wondering, why am I so hungry today when yesterday I felt really satisfied by the same things? Or why am I experiencing a ton of cravings today and feeling really resistant to doing the work? That kind of intuition, that kind of awareness is so important. Just yesterday, um, I mentioned that we went out for ice cream yesterday. Restaurants recently opened up as I'm recording this. Gosh, what day is this that I'm recording? I'm recording this on June 10th. So restaurants on Cape Cod, where I live, just started being able to do outdoor seating on the 8th. Well, I had a webinar on the 8th. So I said to Chris, um, let's go out to dinner. Let's support a local place. And we did. I got lobster. Um, so that was an easy, easy decision. Got a glass of water and some lobster, and uh, had a bite of Chris's crab cake. And then we were driving home, and he was like, let's stop and get some ice cream. And I said, okay, we haven't been out to ice cream this season. And uh, it was a good good reason, a fun reason to support all of the ice cream shops on Cape Cod who have taken a big financial hit because of COVID. And gosh, where was I even going with this story? Oh, yeah. I had been thinking about ice cream all day. So it was serendipitous that he mentioned it, because it's not something we do regularly. And as we were driving, I was like, why do I, why have I been thinking about sugar so much today? And I realized that it was entirely based on where I was in my hormonal cycle. So it's not a mystery. And it also doesn't mean, no, Elizabeth, you can't have it because this is just hormonal. Like, no, actually, this is a perfect time to have ice cream because this is the time of month that I know that I want that more, that I enjoy that more. At another time of the month, I might very easily be like, well, I'm not, not really in the mood. No, thank you. Believe it or not, I would have never imagined I would think or feel that way about ice cream because I love ice cream, but it's true. So I was like, actually, this is this is a great day to do that because I know this is a time of month where I tend to have more cravings. So this absolutely scratches that itch and it was delicious. But we want to pay attention to those things instead of resenting those things. We want to work with our bodies and not against them. We want to work with our bodies and not against them. So with all that in mind of the many, many reasons, and we could probably go through a hundred more, that diets don't work, what does work? What does work? I want to start with something that I would love to see people really grab onto, and that is clarity and specificity. What does work is having clarity and having specificity. I want to lose weight is not enough, right? I want to lose weight is not the kind of clarity and specificity we're talking about. I want to be the kind of person who, 
And when I was answering these questions at my heaviest, I wanted to be the kind of person who could have a cup of ice cream from an ice cream parlor and not then turned it into, well, since I've had ice cream, I might as well open a bottle of wine and grab a box of crackers. And you know what? I know we already ate, but let's order pizza since I'm off today anyway. I wanted to be the kind of person who could have one indulgence and be satisfied with that and stop and not feel like then it just took over and ran away with my choices. Now, knowing that is important because we have to practice that. We have to practice that. I don't look at having a cup of ice cream and think, well, there you go. You indulged, bad little naughty girl. No, no, no. I think that's exactly what I want. I want to indulge occasionally and just have that be the end of it, right? Not wake up the next morning being like, oh, and not have any drama around. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. Should have gotten a small instead of a medium or whatever it is. No, I, I want to practice that. So be really clear and specific. I want to be the kind of person who, when I indulge, my next choice is a great choice. So when we got home, it was just a practice to go and get a glass of water, wash my face, brush my hair, get ready for bed. And it was a good choice. It doesn't have to be a good choice related to food, but it's a practice. I want to be the kind of person who, when I indulge, my next choice is a great choice. That's a practice. Maybe you say, I want to be the kind of person who um, goes to the gym five days a week. Okay, well then we don't want to have you on a diet that makes you feel like you don't have enough energy or enough drive to work out, right? These are the things that diets don't consider. I want to be the kind of person who eats really clean 80% of the time. Okay, so let's make sure that we're living that way because a diet might have you on a plan where you're eating clean 100% of the time and you hate it and it's not sustainable and you haven't learned that 80-20 balance. So the clarity and the specificity really matters. It really matters. If diets don't work, what does? Clarity and specificity, but also honesty. And diets do not require that we be honest with ourselves. When we're on a diet and we think like, I just can't today. I don't have time. I'm ordering pizza, whatever. That's the end of the discussion. I'll start tomorrow. I blew my diet. I screwed up. I'm off the wagon, whatever, whatever. But I think what really does work is taking those moments and leaning into honesty. We talk about this constantly on the podcast, the need to be really honest with yourself. I'll start tomorrow. What is it that I'm starting tomorrow? Like really, I will ask myself that. If I have that thought, ah, I'll start tomorrow. I'll do better tomorrow. What is it that I'll do better tomorrow? I'll take better care of myself tomorrow. Okay, well, why, why do I feel like it's a good idea to take a break from self-care right now? Because I just don't care. I don't have the energy. Okay, well, will eating pizza give me more energy or take less or give me less energy? It's not for criticism or condemnation or judgment. It's for the pursuit of honesty. If you start thinking, oh my gosh, I had that ice cream. Like, what's wrong with me? I screwed up. I was doing so well. Well, wait. Have I set a standard that I'll never have ice cream, that I'll never indulge, that I shouldn't indulge? That kind of honesty is what growth and progress requires. 
And diets don't require any degree of honesty when you're thinking like, oh, this one thing won't hurt. Won't hurt what? Honesty won't hurt what? Won't hurt my weight loss. Okay. Is that true? How many times have you been saying that? Is it possible that maybe this one thing won't hurt your weight loss, but saying this one thing won't hurt 42 times a week will? So is it worth it this time? That's honesty. And that is the practice that changes everything, not just with regards to food, right? We could have this same conversation with regards to your relationships, with regards to your finances or your business or anything else. The other thing that diets don't require that I think does work is focus, right? We can just kind of blindly follow the plan, get hung up on how we're going to execute the plan next weekend when we've got a six-hour road trip or when we're spending three days with family. But what really works is focusing on today, not the goal as a whole, not the plan for the week, but today. What is it that you want? Going back to that clarity and specificity we started with, what is it that you want and what are you able and willing to do about it today? That's what works. Focus. Too many times we lose focus. I said on a recent daily mindset upgrade that you're not defeated. You're distracted. You're not defeated. You are distracted. Maybe you're distracted by what happened yesterday. Maybe you're distracted by where you want to be a month from now. You're not defeated. You're just distracted. And that's why focus works. Not focusing on the goal, focusing on what you can do to move towards that goal right now, today. When we talk about what does work if diets don't, being solution-centric versus problem-centric, we talk about that a lot, that works. Because when we're problem-centric, we're super dramatic. And I know I say this every time, that's a word that kind of triggers people. I'm not dramatic. But when you're giving more energy to the problem than to the solution, you are creating an emotional investment in the problem instead of creating momentum with the solution. Now, when you're on a diet, you can focus on the problem all day long. You can still follow the steps or not follow the steps. But what really works is giving more of your energy to the solution than to the problem. And the last thing that really works is continuing, showing up again and again and again. It doesn't matter what diet you're on, what diet you've tried, what diet you think doesn't work. Can you commit to returning to this moment and asking yourself, what is my next best choice? Do I have one more good choice in me? Can I show up right now and in this moment here, fight for the life I want, fight for the health I want, fight for the change that I want? All we have to do is show up again. Instead of beating ourselves up, instead of continuing to drift, instead of not wanting to face reality, what works, what success requires, what makes some people get the results they want and other people not is that the people who are successful show up again and again. They just come back to the moment they're in and they say, okay, let's go. Let's go. What can I do right now? It's about continuing again and again and again more than anything else. What works is just showing up in this moment and saying yes to your goal. 
Not saying maybe, not saying maybe later, not saying tomorrow. Right now I say yes again. Here I am in this moment committing again. Not just committing in my thoughts, but committing in my actions. Right now, here I am showing up again, saying yes, committing to my goal, not just in my thoughts, but in my actions. And then when I notice that I've drifted, when I notice that it's been a rough day or a series of choices I don't feel so good about, I choose, here I am, showing up again, saying yes to my goal, not just in my thoughts, but in my actions. That's what works. There's any diet that if followed could produce results, right? If it's an improvement for you, if it's aligned with your body, it's not hard to figure it out. If you want to wonder like which one works best, just do one and your results will let you know. But that's not why people fall off the wagon, so to speak, as so many of you guys describe it. It's because they let their excuses get in the way. It's because they focus more on the future than on the present or more on the past than on the present that they get dramatic and they take one choice and instead of just showing up again and saying, here I am, I commit right now, not just in my thoughts but in my actions, they say, I blew it. I ruined everything. I'm so inconsistent. What's wrong with me? Success is about continuing. You can pick a diet, any diet. You absolutely can. But if you really want lasting change, get focused and specific. Get clear on what it is that you want. Be honest with yourself. Fiercely, ruthlessly honest with yourself. Give far more of yourself to the solution than you do to the problem and continue to show up again and again and again, choosing in your actions to support the solution instead of the problem. And look, if you've got questions, let's open the dialogue. I want this to be a podcast you participate in, not just a podcast that you listen to. So head over to Instagram, find me there at Elizabeth Benton and send me a message. Continue this conversation. This is why I'm here. I want to help you. I don't want you to feel stuck. I don't want you to get caught up in this story of all the things you tried that didn't work. That's the problem. When you do that, you are giving more to the problem than to the solution. So find me, message me, let's continue the conversation. Make it a great day. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform.